This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor. With mixed market bet builders, in-play betting and a selection of welcome offers, Make sure your Premier League is spent with BetVictor's premier betting app. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. We're going to build a train so big, it can't be stopped. From the executive producers of Power. We got enemies eyeing us, cops clocking us. Comes the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Tommy Egan is the linchpin to bringing down all of these gangs. Egan's too dangerous to be left alive. Power Book 4, Force. Game over. Premieres Friday, September 1st, only on Stars and the Stars app. Back for Arfield. One Scott Arfield. He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Oh, what a goal! What a goal from Robbie Blake! Burnley's first goal in the Premier League is something very, very special. Wade Elliott has that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery. It's the path of McCann and the fire takes the next. What a strike from Wade Elliott. A bolt from the Clarendon Blue. Oh, goodness me! What a goal from Patterson! If that is to be the one that takes them to Wembley, you cannot argue with that. Pure quality. I mean, if there's any justice in the world, Burnley would surely score from this corner. 
swung right in there. Ball in there. Yeah! Michael Kennan! Oh, that's justice! That is justice at the Amex Stadium! Burnley are level and deserve to be! Hello everybody and welcome back to the Turfcast podcast pre-game show. The first Turfcast podcast pre-game show of the season and probably the first ever Turfcast podcast pre-game show recorded in July. It feels weird that the season's back, yet it's still July. I said on Twitter the other day, I'm still in summer mode and I am. It's weird. I had to physically remind myself to do the pre-game show this time. Normally it just naturally comes to me um, because it's still in. It's still July. So like I said, it still feels like summer, so it's weird that the season's underway, but it is. The season's back. Away days are back. I'll be there at the John Smith Stadium, it's called these days, isn't it? Um, I can't keep up. It was golf on last time, March, but I think it's been John Smith for a while now. I'm looking forward to it, obviously. Um, I've missed the football. I mean, I know the Lionesses have been on, but it's, it's not the same. It's the same when it's England men's, to be fair. It's just not the same as as, as Burnley, is it? Going to the uh, away days and stuff, seeing all the people you've not seen for the past few months or, or two months in this case, because it's a quick turnaround, isn't it? Um, but yeah, really looking forward to it. It's going to be a tough game, though. Um, I think Huddersfield are, are going to be there, thereabouts, towards the end of the season. Um, probably not as strong as what they, they could have been because they've just obviously lost their manager who left because he wasn't being backed and they lost a couple of, of their better players who went to Forest. Um, but I think we can do them. Um, I think we are good enough to beat them uh, in terms of, if you just look at the squads on paper, I think we do have a better squad. Um, but my issue is is the defence. And I, I think, I think I've think i said that on Twitter and I've said it in a couple of the of the signings, sort of like podcast things that I've been doing when we've, when we've had a new signing. Um, I am a bit worried about the defence. However, we've got so much talent going forward. Uh, and as I'm speaking now, Corney and McNeil are still here. I think they'll both still be here on Friday because there's not much noise surrounding it. All right, if it's anything like Popey and, and Chris Wood, as soon as you hear a bit of a rumour, same with Collins as well, as soon as you hear a decent rumour from a decent source, within 24, 48 hours, they were signing, or should I say they were signing for the, for the other clubs, weren't they? But... As it stands, we've still got them two. I can't see McNeil leaving. I know there's been rumours of West Ham and Newcastle wanting him, but I don't get why they would. Um, and, and I think Neil, uh, Neil McNeil could benefit with a with, with a decent season in the Championship after his last 18, 24 months. Um, Corney, I think, will leave. Someone's just going to trigger that release clause, aren't they? And, and then he's gone. People at the minute, Everton, keep pissing about with offering a bit less and then this instalment, that instalment. Just get it paid. Stop being scruffs and get it paid. Someone will come in though and, and just pay it. And it'll probably be towards the end of the transfer window when everyone's like, right, we know what we need to do now. We need to, you know, trigger this release clause because X, Y, Z target hasn't come off. So then they'll then they'll just come in for corner and get in for, for quite an, a, a nice amount. I don't think that's too expensive, 17 and a half million for, for someone of Corner's quality. He does have his limitations, but he's worth 17 and a half million. So I think someone will come in. Um, but in terms of the signings, my the one I'm most excited to see is Twine. Um, the one who I think will be the best is Cullen. I just think if, if, if he's like the the linchpin in in that company system, is he knows how it works. He will be sort of like the, the the man on the ground helping the lads out because they're going to be new to this system. Um, so it might take a while for them to get used to it. But having somebody who's played in that system before in Josh Cullen and being the main focal point of that system, he's going to help the lads around him get used to the system. But that's that's another one of my worries is the new system. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm buzzing for it. I really can't wait to see this new Burnley, new era, you know, new new squad, new players, um, new, new division. So I'm really excited to see how we're going to line up. But 
I think it might just take time because it's a completely different change of ethos. The entire ideology of the squad, of, of the entire team, has been has been ripped out and changed completely, which I'm not necessarily against. I just think it's, go- it's going to take time. Such a drastic change, it won't happen overnight. Like They won't just click overnight. So I think it might be a slow start. It will be a bit of a statement if we go to Woodersfield and win 3-1, for example, and that really kick us into gear. And I think... It's the same as last year. Obviously, we played Brighton, wasn't it, on home uh, at home? Sorry, on the opening day of the season. I remember saying on the pre-game podcast, saying this is massive. We, we really could do with winning this. And I think it's a similar thing here. Like, there's not as much pressure on you when you're not in the Premier League because the games, you know, they soon run out in the Premier League. Whereas in the Championship, they, they just keep coming. The games. It's Monday, Tuesday, Monday. Sorry, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. So the games just keep coming. Whereas in the Premier League, you lose three, four. And that's it, you know. You're staring down the barrel already. Whereas in the Premier League, as Forrest shown last season, you can have a poor start and still and still go up. So, I think we will start slowly, um, but I think we should we should come good. I think it might take a couple of months for the lads to click, um, and then hopefully we can we, we can we can kick on after that. But like I said, I, I do think we are capable of beating Huddersfield. It's just how quick the lads gel and how quick the lads get used to company's ideas. Um, and and if we go to Huddersfield and win. And beat what is in truth a decent side, and say if we beat them pretty comfortably, for example, three one or two nil, that's a massive statement, and people will sit up and they're like, "Burnley mean business, fair play." They've gone to they've gone to the John Smiths and won the opening game of the season. But obviously, the pre-game shows we're going to do it same as what we did last season. Um, I'm going to chat for a little bit as I just have done, give my thoughts and stuff on the game. Then I'm going to bring a fan of the opposition, and of course, now is the time to bring in the fan of Huddersfield Town. And there we go, as promised, just like that, we are joined by Tom from And He Takes That Chance, a Huddersfield Town podcast. How you doing, mate? You all right? I'm not bad, Joe. How are you, buddy? You all right? Yeah, really good. I'm excited for the new season, but it's weird saying that. It's it's July, and we're playing on the 29th of July. It's just so weird. I mean, I get it. It's because of the World Cup, you know, and FIFA agreed it, so they put it in the middle of winter. I, I understand why. It's just so weird to think that the season starts in two days, three days. Well, it'll be two days when you listen to this, everybody. Three days now because we're recording it on Tuesday. It's it's still July. It's way too it's early. Mad. It's way it too is. early. It's mad. It's and it, it finished quite late as well, if I remember rightly. Or I can't remember. Oh, yeah, especially for us. like Because well, we're obviously getting to playoff final. It actually feels like two minutes ago since walking yeah, out. And, it, and what... You couldn't get a harder game than the team that got to the playoff final, you know, for, for you know for, for us yeah. personally. I mean, you're probably saying, oh, because well, yeah. <laughs> a newly relegated time. But I was thinking a nice, easy start, you know, Blackpool at home, you know, something like that. No offence, Blackpool fans. I'm not, I'm not sure many of you listen to there. Um, but normally at this stage of the pre-game show, I ask how your season's gone so far. None of that this year. Um, so talk to me about your summer then, because it's been a bit up and down mainly down I don't know just just from the outside looking in you lost your manager randomly you'll obviously know more about what we're going on behind the season stuff but f- for me it just came out of nowhere just Huddersfield lost a manager I'm like oh sweet we played them on the first day of the season hopefully they're going to be a little bit in turmoil then Forrest came in took what people are saying are your two best players again you'll know more than that than me so what's gone on? Uh, it's, yeah it's, it's been a really interesting couple of weeks so uh, the Carlos reg- resignation did come out of nowhere um, I was, I don't, at the time I was very gutted and then we did a reaction pod straight away and when we sat down, did a bit of therapy together, spoke through, we kind of thought it, it was him to blame and looking into it a bit more, he decided to leave. I get he's not been backed, but he knew in this job at Huddersfield Town, you're not going to get 
the money he wanted. Maybe he thought because he did such a good, uh, good job last season that he'd yeah. get a bit of backing. And I get that. I totally get that. Maybe he should have had a bit of money. But I think the way this club is run, it's run so that we don't get in any trouble again like we did back in 2002, 2003. So yeah. um, I, think, I think I was gutted at the time, but I totally get it if he thinks he can... He doesn't think he can take us any further, fair enough. I was a bit surprised about the appointment of Schofield because the the way it was written in the um in the release from Carlos Leaving was it was almost hidden in the text that oh yeah, Danny Schofield's gonna be the new manager for the season. Um, which yeah. I felt a bit sorry for him about that because uh, he didn't get the kind of bells and whistles you normally get with a new appointment. Um but I'm happy with that. Um because He's Huddersfield Town through and through. He's a town legend. He's kind of followed the similar route as Carlos. He was he's been at Leeds as a like in the juniors and the under twenty threes. He's he's learned off Carlos. He was Carlos' assistant last year. He's come in exactly how Carlos came in. Yeah, it might be a bit of two steps forward, one step or one step forward, two step back. Sorry, um, but do you know what, Joe? I'm not that fussed to be honest. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy as yeah. it goes. Um, I wish Carlos was still here personally, but I'm not as good as maybe you'd think we'd be as Huddersfield fans. Yeah, fair enough. Um, talked about the style of play you're expecting under Schofield. Then expecting it to change much because, of course, he was already kind of there. I think you were just saying, weren't you? So, and then it's just kind of been hidden in the text. So, are you expecting it to change a lot, or you expecting it to be quite similar? Yeah, so I think it'll be it'll be similar, but I actually think it'll be a bit more exciting. I think Carlos was quite conservative at times. He he wanted to pass the ball, which yeah was nice to watch. But in reality, looking back, there was a lot of games that were boring. In my opinion, if you're winning a game, I don't particularly care. Do you know what I mean? How how yeah, boring yeah. The, the football is. That's that's I appreciate every type of football as long as it's kind of getting the result. Um, and I think. Carlos was a results-driven boss, but Schofield has come out saying he he wants to have a bit more attacking football there. He wants to play on the front foot. He wants to get forward. Um, it looks like he's he's gone for a bit of a, a four-two-three-one formation throughout the preseason. So yeah, it depends whether he's kind of Hogg and Russell are going to be those defensive players in the middle, and then it's a bit. It's, he's he's gone very attacking heavy in that kind of front front four, so it will yeah. be really interesting to see how it goes. I'm really looking forward to Friday uh, because you you'll be such a good test, um, and I, I'm just interested to see what they look like because I haven't got a chance to see them preseason yet. Um, luckily, I'll be up there on Friday. I might yeah. see you from uh, from the stands. Yeah, I'm going. I, I, I'm same. I've not had a chance to go to any pre-season games yet. Having said that, Burnley were pretty poor in the fact that they only organised one game that you could actually go to. All the rest were behind closed doors. There wasn't a home game. Uh, I, I, in fairness, they, they did arrange two. One was against Burton, but it got called off. The other one was against Shrewsbury, and I think I was working that day, so I'm not going to give up money to go on a friendly, basically. Uh, but I will give up money to go on actual games, and that's exactly what I've done for Friday. Um, so talk to me about uh, other things in your summer then. We've mentioned the two players leaving. How big of an impact is that going to be? Yeah, I've, it's a really interesting one. It, it, I was gutted because they've gone to Forest. I'm not going to lie, because... Yeah. 
we didn't particularly have a good experience with them in the the championship last season, and then at Wembley. Uh, so I mean, I'll, that was a joke at Wembley. I'll put it out there. It was an absolute joke. What were it? Two penalties you should have had. It, VAR is it's a joke, mate. That's that's the that's the saving grace for me. I'm not going to be one of them play them fans that sits there and go, oh, "I'm glad we're in championship. It's more exciting." I'm not glad we're in the championship. I will be honest. I'm not. But the saving grace is there's no VAR. They just use it to manipulate the result, mate. It's a lot of bollocks. Well, you lot experienced that last season. Exactly. Some of some of that VAR against you was a joke. So exactly. So I was. It was really interesting, Joe, though, coming out of Wembley because I think because we'd been there, we'd been there, done it, and hmm. it was really interesting. The atmosphere, the majority of town fans. I don't think we're that fussed that we didn't go up because they knew if we'd, especially the squad we'd got, they'd have known if we'd have gone up this season, we'd have just, oof, might have been worse than yeah. the year we actually went down. Um, yeah. So it was a really interesting atmosphere. But yeah, Tofflos and O'Brien, really a sick one to take for me. O'Brien is Prem quality. I'm I'm looking forward to see him, seeing him play in the Premier League. Toffolo... I was hoping we'd have kept hold of him uh, because I thought he was potential kind of next captain material for town. I don't think he's, I don't think he's good enough for the Premier League. He's a really good championship player, but I just think he'll get found out. He had a really good end of season for us. And I think that's what's, what's brought him that move. Um, Yeah, gutted. But I think we've got a replacement for Toffolo. We've got two covers there, Ruffles. And Nakayama, the new signing, who can play centre back and right back, and yeah. then um, O'Brien's an interesting one because we brought in Kasumu from MK Dons, who kind of covers a bit of what O'Brien does. Um, I almost think we've got a two-in-one to cover the O'Brien work, um, and Rudoni from Wimbledon, who who actually could potentially be everything that O'Brien didn't do. So O'Brien did everything where he. He kind of picked the balls up in scrappy positions, drove you forward. But one thing yeah. he lacked was kind of his end game in that final third. He could pick a pass now and again, but his scoring record was terrible. He had so many chances and he he just couldn't get it on target most of the time. Um, yeah. Whereas this lad we brought in from Wimbledon, um, one of their top scorers in a relegation team in League One, um, and by all accounts in training and during this preseason. He's looked the part, so I'm really excited to see him. Be interesting if he's kind of match ready for Friday night. Yeah, interesting, interesting. How do you rate your summer business then so far, including your outgoings? You've mentioned a few incomings there as well. How, how would you rate your summer business out of 10? I'd say an 8. Yeah, do you think you're stronger than I, last I, season or weaker? I, I, I actually think we're similar. And I, I think like I just touched on... Um, with the lad from Wimbledon coming in, if yeah. he can just almost... I know it, O'Brien's really interesting because it is replacing one player with two. So I guess it'll be interesting to see how that works. But if he can just take that... Because that's what we lacked last season was someone from midfield to get goals. We yeah. relied on a couple of strikers who arguably should... Well, maybe shouldn't be getting more, but uh, you've got Ward and Rhodes who have bit journeymen's of the championship now, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and to have someone else who could pick up the pieces just from midfield would be really good. So I yeah, I I'm I'm really pleased with it. I wish we'd have kept all the Toffolo. I knew O'Brien was going. So 
there was only what there's only been one chock really, if that makes sense. So yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say eight out of ten. Yeah, fair enough. I forgot about Jordan Rose. I'll be honest with you. He loves a goal against Burnley. He does. Obviously. He does, doesn't he? Former <laughs> bastard player. He'll he'll be up for scoring. He'll get some stick. Um, speaking of Burnley, though, obviously there's been a lot of incomings, a lot of outgoings at Burnley. New manager. You know what your thoughts are on on the way Burnley have operated this summer? Then, do you think you know Burnley fans should be excited? Do you think we should be worried? I think you've done really good business. I think the players you've brought in are really good. The thing for me yeah. is whether company can take those players in the championship and get a tune out of them. Mm-hmm. That's my only concern for you lot because he's. I know he did an all right job at Anderlecht, didn't he? In that that kind of second season. Yeah, it was that half, half a decent job. They had money issues. He got them up yeah. to third, I think it was, after being you know poor for quite a while. But then, uh, I was if, you, if you're new to the channel, we did an interview with a, a Belgian journalist called Sven who explained it a bit better. Um, but then Anderlecht wanted him to kick on and he didn't really kick on and that's sort of like where it, where he came unstuck a little bit. Um, my main worry is, and of course we'll chat about this on, on your channel in a minute, uh, is if we start slowly, which I think we will, um, I think the fans might get on on yeah. the players' backs a little bit because obviously we've just come down from the Prem. I'm hoping for a bit of patience from the fans. Um, but where where do you think we can we can finish then, the Clarets? Because obviously a lot of us will be looking to bounce back, but we're kind of realising that, you know, as I've just said, there's a slow start there. There's some inexperience in the squad now, especially at the back. Um, for me, I think I think we'll be there or thereabouts, but top two might be a little bit too far. What are you thinking? I've I've got you. I've got you in that. I've I've gone for a bit of a cop out, but top three because I can't tell if you you might yeah. sneak automatics or it'll be in the playoffs. I think for me it comes down to company. That's a really interesting point about you. I honestly I think the players you brought in are really smart signings, but you're right about the pressure. If um if there's expectation to bounce straight back. And some of these lads won't have been used to that yet, really, will they? Where they've come from and stuff. So, yeah. um, that'll be really interesting to see how that pans out. But yeah, I, I honestly think you've you've got the players there to do it. Um, I kind of got question marks over Corne and McNeil. I don't know what's going to happen with them too, but it was kind of like our problem when when we came down was players who uh, didn't want to be at town basically anymore. Yeah especially in the championship. Um, they were only really at town in the Premier League because they were in the Premier League. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And Huddersfield and Burnley are pretty similar places in the country kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so it does it does make a difference, doesn't it? Um, so it's whether those players will happily play. If you can keep hold of those, those two for even half a season yeah. though, and the, the, you're getting a tune out of them, you're laughing. I yeah, think. I, I think Corny will leave. He might be there on Friday, and if he is, it'd make sense to play him. You know, he's, he's technically a very, very, very good footballer. He just sometimes struggles with the defensive side of things, but I don't think he'll have too much responsibility on that side of things under Vincent Company than he did with Dyche. McNeil, though, I think people of other fans, sorry, for fans of other clubs, sorry, tend to rate him quite highly, mm. whereas Burnley fans, he's good, but Burnley yeah. fans get very frustrated with him. But I think I think a season in the championship in a new sort of like style of play where there's a lot of emphasis on attacking, a lot of emphasis on possession, I think he will suit it really, really well. And I think it could be finally like a season where he puts his last few seasons behind because he didn't get one goal or assist last season, admittedly no. better defences and stuff like that. So I do think a season in the championship will do him good. Um, 
You mentioned a lot of Burnley's incomings there. Sorry, I do like to get fans' opinions on the Clarets as well in, in the pre-game show. You mentioned a lot of Burnley's incomings there, and obviously you're aware of some of the squad that's already been there for a few years. Obviously, your balls, EJ, Rodriguez, them sort of players. Is there any particular player that you're particularly worried about on Friday night? I know you've already mentioned McNeil and Corney. Uh, I'm excited to see that Twine play because uh, that's that's someone yeah. that is someone that I, I don't I don't know if Town had him on because Town Town seemed to love an MK Dons player now so they probably did have him on the radar but yeah. I think uh, obviously the the money just just wasn't wasn't there for him so I think he could thrive in the Championship his his kind of dead ball ability looks second to none so um, I'm yeah. worried about him obviously if you pick a free kick up on the edge of the box basically surely he's going to be stepping up for it. Um, and Ashley, Ashley Barnes, I don't know who he is at the moment. Is he is he fit? He's, he's on, 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 he's one of the. I, he's, he, I think he's fit. I'm, I'm not sure Twine is at the minute. You know, he's not played in the last couple of friendlies. Right. Um, but I, he, but he went to Portugal and uh, he was shot. The pictures of him playing golf out there as well. So I'm not sure what his current situation <laughs> is. Uh, Barnes is one of them. I think he is fit, and I think uh, he's one of them. It's a bit of an anomaly with Burnley fans. Is actually Barnes. I still like him. The older generation of Burnley fans love him. The younger generation. Tend to not particularly like him. I love him. Yeah. He's an absolute shit house. He'll, oh, yeah. he'll, put, he'll put some elbows in. Not, not, he won't think twice about it, and he ruffles some feathers up. Which sometimes you need a couple of players like that, especially in the championship. Especially away, exactly. He'll wind get between five and ten goals. Exactly, and I think he can get between five and ten goals. You know, in the championship, I think Jay could possibly get double figures. And then Twine, hopefully, between 10 and 15. And if we keep hold of Corner, you know, he could get 20, you know, if he stays fit, which is the big question mark over Corner, um, if I'm being honest with you. Um, just going back to town, there's obviously a question um, that I forgot to ask. Um, any standout players for you that we should be looking out for on Friday night that could hurt us? Uh, well, Sauber, I think you're going to you look forward to watching him. He is. Um... Sorry, mate. My dog's just come in the room, barged in. Oh, you're all right. <laughs> um, yeah, Sauber. I think you you you'll like him. His yeah. his corners and the way he gets forward, he's, he's very exciting to watch. Hopefully, he's fit though. He's been a bit a bit uh, in and out of the friendlies. He's he sat out for a few of them, played a few. So I think that was a bit because he he was obviously away with Wales. So that. Because of the short time frame, they obviously wanted him to have some sort of recovery. Um, really excited to see him again this season. I'm, I'm glad he's he's he was the one for me that we needed to keep up him and Lee Nichols. Um, and if you you like a bit of like shit houseery, our keeper's amazing at it, Lee Nichols. So um, those are the two for me that 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 are, are going to do us something this year. Someone who went under the radar last year who was really good was Tom Lee's. Got him in on a free from Chef Wednesday last year, and just different gravy. Like he, he was just so calm. He, he brought that calmness back to his defence after almost shipping goals for the last four years. He's he he has been amazing. So those are the three for me, and we've kept hold of him. So um, that's yeah. what I'm, I'm I'm happy with. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Obviously, we'll start wrapping things up now. Then, but not before the last couple of questions. Of course, we've got to get a prediction off you. What 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 are you thinking the score is going to be on uh, Friday night? You said Saturday then, but of course Friday night. Like yeah. uh... Well, I said on our pod that you you lot would win two one. So I guess I've got to stick with that. Really, I think we'll Fair we'll enough. play well, but I just I just I just think you'll just have a bit more quality than us. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Fair enough. It's weird because obviously every single person pretty much came on last season and said, ah, oh, no, we'll beat you. We'll beat you. <laughs> I've, got, I've got to get used to people forgetting yeah. that they are, we might actually like, might win this season. You know what? I'm going to, I've decided this like two weeks ago. I'm going to sit on the fence. It's a tough game for Burnley. It is. You know, yeah. Playing last season's playoff finalist. You've kept hold of some decent players. All right. You might have lost a couple and changed your manager. But I'm, I'm going to sit on the fence because I don't know how Burnley are going to play. It's a completely different style of play. Pretty much a brand new 11, apart from the odd, the odd player. It's going to be a new formation, new manager, new style of play, new emphasis on possession rather than an emphasis on just lumping it up front. So I'm going to sit on the fence and just say 1-1 because I, I, I do think we'll start slowly, like I said, and I think it's a tough game. So I think we could easily get beat. But as you said, there is qualities in in the team that is probably you know a little bit above Huddersfield Town. So if we click in the first day, then we could easily, easily go on and win it. And I think it'll be a big statement. If we go to Huddersfield and win 3-1, for example, that's that a lot of people are like, oh, shit, fair enough. Burnley might be decent mm. this season then. And that will be a big statement. So fingers crossed, obviously, on our side, we can do it. But I'd take a point, opening day of the season, you know, I'll take a point and then kick on because we've got some home games after that. I think we've got Luton. And mind you, then it's Watford away. That'll be a tough one. But then I think we're playing teams like Blackpool and things like that at home. So... I'd definitely take a point against you and then maybe a victory against uh, Luton and a victory against Blackpool as well. That, that should have us there or thereabouts and then we can kick on from there. Um, but just before we do say goodbye, mate, do you want to let everyone know where they can find you, where they can find your channel and where they can watch all your stuff, listen to your stuff? Yeah, so we're uh, and he takes that chance, not Andy, and he takes that chance. Uh, just search that on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, basically. And we're yeah. there talking nonsense about Huddersfield Town. Yeah, fair enough. If you're watching this on YouTube, the, obviously the link will be in the description. If you're watching it, well, listening to it, sorry, on a podcast, just go to our Twitter and you'll be able to find it. Uh, but thanks very much for coming on the show, Tom. It's been a pleasure and good luck for the season, just not the opening weekend. Yeah, cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.